Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. I'm absolutely thrilled that this week I'm inviting you to listen to Marcus Bernhardt, who since November last year has been CEO of Deutsche Hospitality. And he is determined, he says, that within six years this will be considered one of the three top Europe-based hotel companies. He likes a challenge, does Marcus, and he always seems to achieve it. He has a fascinating past, which includes commercial catering, which includes cars with Europe Car, it includes airlines with Gulf Air, where he was COO, and he was earlier COO of Steigenberger, which is one of the Deutsche Hospitality brands. His advisory roles include helping EHL Lausanne. Marcus Bernhardt, over to you. Marcus, you are a very different top hotelier. First of all, you were born in Austria. You're a Swiss German. You're definitely Central European. You have a background in tourism, in working with hospitality schools, in catering, in in-flight, running all the customer-facing side of Gulf Air. You worked your way up from being a general manager to becoming COO of Carlson in those days. You were actually with Steigenberger earlier as COO from 04 to 010. And now you have been for the last few months in charge of the entire Deutsche Hospitality portfolio. Talking to other people still on the lower rungs of the hospitality ladder, what advantages do you think your wide experience give you? First of all, I think it is important to understand that uh, having been traveling around 25 years uh, on nearly every continent in this world and having understood different industries and also different cultures has given me a very broad insight on what expectations the customers have. Now, uh, of course, the industries like Gulf Air or even the car rental company Eurocar has given me a lot of different views on how businesses those days uh, and in the future should be run. In particular, if it comes to how uh, can we improve efficiency, this is something definitely you know, the airline industry has uh, has understood how to do that. When it comes to uh, how can we be much better in terms of the logistics uh, and in terms also of multi-brand cultures, uh, I think the car rental company Eurocar has given me a lot of insights and also you know, uh, understanding how those different areas are working together in terms of developing new business models and how innovation is going to drive uh, the future of the hospitality and the tourism industry as such are definitely some of the 
top priorities which I'm focusing now and which are helping me, of course, in my new position as CEO of Deutsche Hospitality to drive this business further on with our Asian partner, Huazu, who definitely is a leader in this uh, particular field. Um, how different, Marcus, is the customer from a car rental customer to an airline customer to a hotel customer? Well, funny enough, the end, uh, the customer is not so different because the customer, uh, what he's expecting is a perfect, a seamless service and a customer journey experience. So whatever kind of service you're going to deliver to the customer, you need to make sure that the customer is happy with the service he's receiving. Now, of course, airline, it is very much about time. It's very much efficient, having a quick check-in, quick check-out, don't wait too long for your luggage. Uh, with the car rental company, it was clear you not have any hassle when you are take, taking a car uh, when you you have to understand what customer needs are uh, and time is the issue and in the hotel industry depending on the different segments you are working in the expectations are also different a low cost customer has a different expectation than a luxury high end customer uh, who want to have a different service level but at the end of the day everybody wants to get the service he's going to pay for and now at a Deutsche Hospitality, you have a wide range of brands. You have Sleep, you have Intercity, you have a Steigenberger. How different are those customers from uh, one brand to another? Those days, the, of course, the, uh, in particular 2020, have shown that customers' needs uh, have changed and that uh, the economy uh, segment of uh, the brands are definitely the ones which are running best at the moment. And uh, we are therefore clearly seeing a shift of this kind of customer mix. We still have luxury customers traveling, even though in 2020, because of the pandemic uh, situation, it was much less. But the low cost and the economy brands have been quite uh, quite okay, I would say that. So the customers, of course, have different needs for different areas. And we need to understand also that certain of our brands have different locations. You know, in some areas, you're close to airport, you're close to train stations, uh, you're close to uh, highways, where the need of customers is different than somewhere in the city center or in the leisure and resort area. Your uh, beautiful hamburger um, hotel, sorry, Hamburg Hotel, which is being completely redone inside at the moment, is nonetheless uh, open and does have guests. And I gather they're being splendidly looked after, uh, particularly since there's a great team of apprentices there, including one young woman who has just won the best apprentice for the whole of the city. Do you see a difficulty, a challenge in getting people to come and work in your beautiful hotels? And are they more interested in a Steigenberger than working in a sleep hotel, say? 
Well, uh, first of all, we are in the fortunate situation that we always, since it, I mean, the company exists since 90 years, and we always have one of our key success factors were how we are dealing with our employees and our teams. And that, of course, has spread around uh, uh, everywhere. And even myself, I'm a member of the board of the Hotel Management School in Lausanne, and we know that, you know, customers of us, and these are customers, you know, uh, future students and future employees are very much looking forward forward to work in different areas. It's not always everything about the luxury hotel area where everything is shiny and glamorous, but for example, Sleep is a, is a hotel brand. It's much more sophisticated in terms of technology, IT, and the younger generation uh, working in these kind of hotels are looking forward to have this kind of tools available, which they are using themselves on a daily basis. So uh, we cannot say that one employee is looking for a high-end brand and the other one not, I think overall we are offering also the possibility to change in between the brands and giving opportunities to them to experience the different segments we are offering. This is very interesting. You are implying that you can take a general manager from an intercity hotel and put that general manager in a Steigenberger, just as there are times when a hotel guest wants to stay in a Steigenberger, perhaps to impress or perhaps for a an anniversary weekend. And at other times, that same customer is in a great rush and would choose an intercity. Yeah, I think the, the of course, we cannot say no, uh, that it, that's not possible. Of course he can. And we have uh, examples, for example, with uh, one of our general managers, Mr. Just newly opened uh, Steigenberger Airport in Berlin. Uh, she was an intercity uh, uh, general manager, Steffi Wisowski, and is now the general manager for Steigenberger Hotels uh, in, the, uh, in one of our newest and biggest hotels in Berlin. Uh, it can happen. It depends on the personality. It depends on the training we are going to give and we need to make sure that people understand that there is a shift you know uh, uh, the expectations from a customer point are different but uh, we are seeing many synergies you know for uh, general managers coming from a mid-scale brand up to a higher brand that they can bring efficiency into that because they know how to run it on the other side we need to be careful that we are not making a luxury brand because of service issues we downgrade them to a, a one, two or three star brand. So it is possible. This is really important. I'm getting a message that some clients, not your brands, but some clients, particularly in the USA, are saying, I'm spending all this money on staying in a luxury hotel and I'm getting the service that I associate with no stars whatsoever. Marcus, there is a temptation to think of Deutsche Hospitality with its name being very German-centric. How do you answer that? Well, of course, the history, as I said, with 90 years of hospitality, of course, has clearly given a clear foundation in the European and I would even say worldwide in the hospitality industry. There are not many, many hotel groups who can go back to such a historical background. 
and of course it has been developed in Germany with all uh, the the positive sides of it in terms of quality, uh, in terms of uh, reputation. And I think that has been one of the reasons why our Asian partner Wazoo has decided to buy this company because he believes so much in German quality. And of course, you, you know that from the automotive industry, you know that from different other areas, that Germany as such has a very, very important international view of what quality means to them. Sustainability is important. Uh, it is important that trust is important that we walk the talk. And so uh, if one say we are a German-driven company, well, of course, we have a German background. But as of today, we are operating in over 20 countries uh, and we are not anymore so much German. We are becoming international and this also because we have international employees on all our levels. General managers, uh, division departments, headquarter VPs, you know, we are really looking and we're getting those international uh, uh, employees uh, to join our company. We just have, I have hired somebody from ACO recently, now from Marriott. So people are joining us because they feel there is a move, there is something which is dynamic in this company where we bring this company to the next level and we have uh, very big ambitions uh, together with our Asian partner, what we want to achieve in the next five, six years. Okay, what do you want to achieve, Marcus? Well, the clear target which has been given by Chichi, which is the owner of Huazu, is clear. The Marcus, you uh, need to make sure that you are driving Deutsche Hospitality amongst the three to four top uh, European hotel companies in the next five years. That's my target, which would mean to go between six and seven hundred hotels. How many are you at the moment, Marcus? We are at the moment uh, 120 in operations. We have uh, roughly 45 signed contracts which are coming up over the next two, three years. And we have in the pipeline in our plan 25 hotels per year as an organic cross, which would mean overall we would achieve something about 250 to 300 hotels organically. And the other three to 400, we are looking into mergers and acquisitions. And as you know, the time, unfortunately, like every crisis, you know, some are losers, some are winners and for us definitely we are looking at it as a from a winner point of view that there are opportunities for us to growing by merger or by acquisition our overall brands and uh, the size of the company in the upcoming years this is terrifically exciting so you are out there fishing you've got your rod out and you're just looking for a uh, big fish or little fish to catch. Well, I think, you know, probably we are looking for, for a couple of little fishes, you know, who make a big fish at the end, because we need to make sure also that our company uh, is in the position to absorb this kind of fishing. And we need to make sure that we're getting the right fish into our aquarium. And so far, uh, we are clearly uh, targeting mid-sized companies where we feel that they will help us uh, to grow and to achieve expectations from our owners. Marcus, talking to you is so exciting because I can see that glint in your eye where you are combining technology of today and tomorrow with the great history. What is your own personal goal for five years hence? Well, I think... 
the personal goal is to make sure that we are adding value to our customers, to our employees and to our owners. It is easy to say, but it's not so easy to do. Uh, I think we, we need to walk the talk and live by example. That's my view. And, and uh, you know me for many, many years. You know, uh, I think this is what I feel is absolutely something which is key for my future development. Well, thank you, Marcus, for sharing your determination and your enthusiasm. And I know that you're smiling throughout. You're one of the calmest people I know. Next week, by the way, I'm going to be chatting to Costas Christ. Costas is based in Maine, but he looks after not only sustainability, but general travel with a, a, a word for the planet from his point of view. And he is CEO of Beyond Green, the company that is owned by Preferred Hotel Group and verifies properties wherever they are for their contribution to the planet. Costas is also closely involved with National Geographic. He has worked in the past with Virtuoso and Costas, working as Costas Creased Associates, is undoubtedly the leading environmentalist in the luxury travel world. And it's my honor yet again to be talking next week to somebody who is also up there at the top of the worthwhile stakes. See you next week. You've been listening to the Mary Gosselow Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Ormont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.